Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You beloved are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved, listen. Worldliness. Worldliness will lead us straight to a burning hell. If we didn't already know it, we know it now. And children of the Most High God, we ain't got no business living in habitual sin, living according to the dictates of this world, we have been called and commanded to live clean and holy. Christ Jesus died so that we are set free from the bondage and slavery of sin. Yes, he did. We no longer face God's holy and just wrath. Christ Jesus tells us to go and sin no more. Beloved, I hate to keep breaking this to you, but I will. Holiness is not an option. Listen, we have an enemy who accuses us day and night before the father. Satan. So if we are steeped in sin, we will find ourselves sitting up under these false teachers and prophets who is only looking to kill and steal and and destroy. If we are listening and adhering to traditions of men, false doctrines from men and women of corrupt and seared consciences. They too are steeped in sin, idolatry, not to mention heresy. And they will teach you twisted and distorted doctrine. You have many followers of Jesus who are in fact sincere. The problem is 
when we sit up under false teachings, and if we are not in this word for ourselves being a student, then we will always be led astray. So this is why I was prompted deeply in my spirit to immediately jump up on the podcast because a lot of believers love Jesus. They absolutely love Jesus. And so when correction and the right interpretation of scripture comes their way, they have a hard time dealing with it because, because when you get the green light from any other source other than Christ Jesus, Jesus about how we ought to live while in the bodysuit, we will be greatly deceived, especially if it if it's if that teaching is in direct contradiction to his teaching, we will all be led astray and deceived, and we will die in our sin and go straight to a burning hell as we await final judgment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, eternity is too long to be wrong. And we all must come into agreement with Jesus' teachings because a lot of his teachings are hard to understand and follow. But guess what? He says, those who have ears, let them hear. Unless we put away all sin and worldly and moral desires. And we can do it, beloved, because God's grace teaches us to reject those things. And if we don't put it away, and if we don't come out of it, we're going to perish. A lot of people do not want to accept Jesus' teachings. Namely, when it comes to, I got to bring out the track, divorce and remarriage. Listen, Jesus taught that divorce and remarriage equals adultery if your first spouse is still alive, beloved. Yes, and I know that teaching still becomes a shock to a lot of people who keep, I keep hearing this, that the pastor even taught on this and he said, Basically, in a nutshell, because I don't have this, I don't have that kind of time to rehash all of the false teachings that are coming out of these apostate denominational churches, especially where when it comes to divorce and remarriage, they 
these bishops and pastors who for the most part, some of them are in second and third and fourth remarriages themselves. So of course, they are going to misinterpret and teach wrongly Jesus teaching on this topic. And what I'm sensing is that this believer understands the scripture that marriage is for life. When you are trying to find a loophole, a loophole to get around the sound, wholesome teachings of Jesus, you will easily believe a man of God who will Jesus, the scriptures, filling in the blanks based on their own interpretation, not that they have rightly divided the word. Oh, no, no, no. They will interpret the scriptures based on how they feel or think this is what Jesus must have meant. No, Christ Jesus is not confused about anything that he has taught. He's not the confused one. Man is. And so... When a believer sits up under false doctrine, they would rather believe that because Jesus' teaching on this topic in particular is hard. Even Christ himself said it's hard. So, I want to give us as a quick, quick, quick lesson on How remarriage is adultery if your first spouse is still alive. These are the very words of Christ Jesus. Matthew, Matthew 5, 32. Whosoever shall marry her that is divorced commits adultery. Mark 10, 11 to 12. Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another commits adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she commits adultery. Amen. Luke 16, 18. Jesus says, Whosoever puts away his wife and marries another commits adultery. And whosoever marries her that is put away from her husband commits adultery. Amen. Matthew 19.9 Jesus is saying whoso marries her which is put away does commit adultery. He said, except it be for fornication. He didn't say, except it be for adultery. Romans 7, 3 says, Paul taught on marriage. 
And over here in Romans 7, because see, Romans 7, he was talking about the law. And he was given this analogy in verse 3 about marriage. He says, so then, if while her husband lives, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Amen. Beloved, scripture is unanimous. Only death can end a marital covenant. Not because he cheated. Not because she abandons you. Not because they abuse you. Not because they go to jail. Not because they are on drugs. Not because they are an alcoholic. Not because they can't handle money. Not because they breath stink. Not because they don't know how to put down the the toilet seat. Beloved, get what I'm saying. The only thing that fulfills the marital covenant is death. The Bible talks about the one flesh union. God says, let no man put asunder. So we have many, many believers that are in these adulterous remarriages rely on pastors. And I'm putting that, that word pastor in air quotes. They are relying on these false teachers to teach them the Bible instead of studying for themselves because false pastors will not risk their followers becoming offended on this topic because they give them types and offerings. They want their followers. Hmm. They want their followers church membership. Also their pastors have been remarried themselves and will offer to marry those who are committing adultery against their first living spouse. Beloved, remarried, remarriages is worldly. It is secular. Adultery is rampant amongst celebrities and Visible leaders throughout America and the world. Causing the masses to err in this very serious and eternal matter. Beloved, it ain't funny about going to hell. No, just like those believers who keep on smoking their weed, okay, do not realize the, etern the eternal danger of smoking weed. Listen to this. Okay. Proven facts. 
about smoking weed. Inhaling cannabis, aka weed or marijuana, has been declared a drug, has been declared a drug as a result of scientific evidence that it causes immediate mental effects, which include an altered state of mind, euphoria, difficulty concentrating, impaired short-term memory loss and body movement. It causes anxiety, hallucinations, panic, paranoia, delusions, and psychosis. Physical effects include red eyes, dry mouth, increased heart rate, difficulty breathing, and nausea. According to now, that's according to Wikipedia, worldly source. First Corinthians three sixteen says, "Do you not know that yourselves are God's temple, and that God's spirit dwells in you?" Question mark. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Amen. So, why does smoking weed leads to hell? Well, any man-made or natural substance inhaled or digested that harms the human body and mind such as marijuana that has been proven to negatively affect the mind and body is sorcery. The practice of sorcery is forbidden by God, beloved, who is the creator of all things. Listen, the word sorcery comes from the biblical Greek word pharmakios, defined as a poisoner. In other words, inhaling marijuana is poison, a proven drug that takes control of the user. If you smoke weed, you are willfully poisoning God's temple, your mind and your body. You are practicing sorcery. You are a sorcerer. And listen to the words of Jesus Christ over here in Revelation 21, verse 8. It is a warning. But to the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and sexual immoral and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their place will be in the lake that that burns with fire and sulfur. Mm-hmm. So, beloved, what we talking about today, okay? Worldliness. Listen, beloved, the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, right? For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper Than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints 
and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. Beloved, what God says hurts. It hurts because his word comes to separate us from things we really love. It pierces our hearts and it hurts. And that is the very reason all the prophets of old were killed. Because their message was so offensive to people and people loved their sin. And that is why the real Jesus Christ is not welcome in many churches. And people prefer an imaginary Jesus who will just make them feel good, but leave them in their sins and then they perish. Beloved, the day is short. The hour is drawing nearer to Christ's return. We who have called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved, we have been commanded to come out from the world. Not only that, but not to love anything that is in the world. 1 John 2. 1 John 2, starting in uh, verse 15 says, Do not love the world of sin that opposes God and his precepts, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust and sensual craving of the flesh, and the lust and longing of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, pretensions, pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things, these do not come from the Father, but, but are from the world. Verse 17, the world is passing away and with it, it's lust, the shameful pursuits and ungodly longings but the one who does the will of God and carries out his purposes live lives forever amen verse 18 children it is the last hour the end of this age and just as you heard that the antichrist is coming the one who will oppose Christ and who will oppose Christ and attempt to replace him, even now many antichrists, false teachers have appeared, which confirms our belief that it is the last hour. Amen. Beloved, John just gave us a golden nugget. He's saying that how we know that we are in the last days that many false teachers will appear. And they have teaching false doctrine. That's why the Holy Spirit had me open up with the false doctrine about 
divorce and remarriage saying how you can stay in it because Jesus wants you to be happy now. He he understands that as a believer, my sins have been forgiven. Therefore, he forgave me of if if what Jesus is saying is true that I'm in adultery, well, I prayed and now and and I asked for forgiveness of this adulterous remarriage. Okay, so so then why are you still in it? You mean to tell me that I have to divorce her or him? Yes. Just like the homosexual, once they repent, they can't go back to living a homosexual lifestyle. Just like the murderer, once they repent, they can't continue to murder. Same with the rapist. Once they repent, they cannot no longer go on raping. As for the adulterer. You cannot continue to live a life of adultery. Now that your adultery has been forgiven and washed away by the blood of Jesus, you don't get to stay in it no more than the homosexual, the liar, the murderer, the rapist, the the drunkard, the gossiper, and the fornicator. No, you too must come out of willful sin because every time you go home and you lay with your adulterous spouse that you remarried, no, that you married when you have a living spouse and every time y'all lay together and have intercourse, you are committing the sin of adultery. And the more you do it, you are glorying in it, even though you have Jesus teaching on the matter. But if you say, well, well, I don't fully receive that, but you receive all his other teachings, though. Are you not being a hypocrite? Are you not worldly and carnal? You want the things of the world. You too want to to have love and love love. And, and if the first marriage doesn't work, then I should be able to remarry until I get it right. Even claiming the name. No, beloved. What you what you and I must understand, God's kingdom is all about righteousness. That means having right standing with him. You do not, I do not have right standing with the father if I am living in habitual sin every day. I go to bed with my adulterous spouse. I lay with them. I have children with them. I live life with them. I go to work. I come home, go to bed with them. I wake up and and do it all over again. That's habitual. And no, you're not going to get a pass on judgment day. This is not a game. It's not funny. Because 
we can all kiki and, and chuckle, chuckle. But at the end of the day, Christ is holy. The Father is holy. And he has standards. Do you not know that Christ paid a steep price with his life so that we can be set free from the bondage and slavery to sin? So if you are in a remarriage and your first covenant spouse is still alive, I'm telling you, if you, if, if you ask the question, what must I do? You need to repent and come out of it. Divorce that person. Divorce. Leave. If you are truly serious about getting up out of here in one piece, and inheriting God's kingdom, you're not going to do it. You're not going to be able to enter it. If you draw that last breath and you are in willful sin, pick one. And you die in your sins, you're going to perish. Because Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians 7.11 that, yeah, 7.11, that if there be no reconciliation with that covenant spouse, we must remain single. And that means celibate. Again, I'm going to move on after I say this. If we think for one skinny moment that Christ Jesus authorized sin just because we confess to be born again, you are greatly deceived. You need to repent. You need to come out of that situation, whether it be smoking weed, whether it be homosexuality, whether it be these adulterous remarriages, whether it be you stop fornicating, stop lying, stop being a gossip. Because we are going to get to those sins once again. That if we continue to live in them, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Because standing before Jesus on judgment day, all of us will be without excuse about what sin is. Because he would tell all of us, you had my word. You had his word. And yet, because you did not want to receive, thus saith the Lord, you wanted your best life now. You wanted to stay in those things that please your flesh. You glorify the sin. You refuse to give up. Give it up. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Let us not forget the voice and the words of our Lord and Savior, our Master, who is a good shepherd. Over here in, where are we at? Matthew 10. If we come down to, let's see, verse 32. Jesus says, therefore... The one who confesses and acknowledges me before men as Lord and Savior, affirming a state of oneness with me, that one. 
That one, I will also confess and acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. Amen. But the one who denies and rejects me before men, that one. Mm -hmm. That one, Jesus says, I will also deny and reject before my father who is in heaven. Listen, verse 34, Jesus says, do not think that I have come to bring peace on the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword of division between belief and unbelief. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's enemies will be the members of his own household when one believes and another does not. Verse 37, because beloved, at the end of the day, about these adulterous remarriages that, that some believers refuse to come up out of because they, they so love their new spouse. Mm-hmm. Well, over here, Jesus says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Mm-hmm. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me is not worthy of me. Amen. Verse 39, whoever finds his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. And whoever loses his life in this world for my sake will find it. That is life with me for all of eternity. Amen. Glory be to God. See, beloved, I keep telling you, Christ is not confused about living holy and clean and following him. Yes, it is all about picking up thy cross and follow Jesus. It is all about crucify, crucify, crucify that flesh. So let us go to the scriptures and let us read these passages about holy living. And no, beloved, this is not legalism as some keep keep harping on the fact that if anyone preaches that you must live clean and holy and that we must put away all these worldly secular activities, they say, well, it don't take all of that. All we need to do anyway to be saved is to believe. Beloved, do not be deceived. It does matter to God how you live your life. Absolutely. So 
Psalm 119.9, how can a young person stay on a path of purity? By living according to your word. Yes. Leviticus 20.26, you are to be holy to me because I, the Lord, am holy. And I have set you apart from the nations to be my own. Amen. Yes, we are first looking at the Old Testament because this is how God wanted the children of Israel to live. Just like he wants us born again Gentiles to live holy as well. Mm -hmm. Amos 5.14 Seek good, not evil, that you may live. Then the Lord God Almighty will be with you just as you say he is. Amen. Proverbs 9.10 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Amen. So, if you say, yeah, but that's, that, that's Old Testament. Okay, well, let's come over to the Gospels. Because Christ Jesus, over here in Matthew 7. Let's go to it. Starting in verse 13 to 14. Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad and easy to travel is the path that leads to the way to destruction and eternal loss. And there are many who enter through it, but, verse 14, small is the gate, and narrow and difficult to travel is the path that leads the way to everlasting life. And there are few who find it. Amen. So, do you still think that Jesus is confused about his teachings? I don't think, I know he ain't confused. Therefore, I'm not confused. <laughs> Therefore, you are not confused. The only one that seemed to be confused are those who refuse to come up from out to come out from under these false teachers with all of their seducing spirits twisting the holiness of God's word get me started yeah i feel some kind of way because i know how it how it was to be duped that I could divorce and remarry three times thinking that I, I deserve to be happy, that, that I deserve another bite at the apple. Who knew that after divorcing husband number three, I was in adultery, two adulterous remarriages because my first spouse was still alive that whole time. And if I would have died... Believing I was going to heaven, I would end up in a burning hell behind divorce plus remarriage equals adultery. Not to mention so many other things claiming the name, but I was living in willful sin. That's why this teaching is personal. It's personal because by experience, 
I've experienced God's goodness and grace and kindness and mercy toward us who have claimed the name, but we still need to be gutted out. Once you hear the correct teaching, God does give us grace to come out of it. He will make a way, but you got to trust him and not your loins. And most certainly not your flesh, man. Listen. Jesus says, okay. Jesus says in Luke 23 to 25. If any man will come after me. Let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? Amen. Mm. Sobering. First Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Amen. Listen, listen, beloved. All right. We are called to live as children of the light. As he is in the light, so shall we be also. We must repent and put away every sin that so easily besets us. Listen, God chose us before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him in love. Holy means not only sanctified, separated unto God, but also different, distinct from anything that is common. And that's us, beloved. Listen, God is holy. Holiness is his nature. He chose us that we should be holy. When we are born again, we were born of the spirit in our dead spirit. That dead spirit has been transformed. It has been renewed, regenerated. Mm -hmm. And the process of of God's full salvation of our whole being began. This process of sanctification includes God making us holy. Listen, 2 Timothy 2.19 The Lord knows those who are His and whoever says that He belongs to God must Turn away from wrongdoing. Amen. That's Bible. This is not me trying to break up 
quote-unquote happy homes. No, as your sister in Christ, I must tell you what thus saith the Lord. And he's saying over here in 2 Timothy 2.19, The Lord knows those who are his and whoever says, whoever says that he belongs to God must turn away from wrongdoing. Amen. It's not, it's not a question of options. We in this kingdom ain't no options. It's either holiness or holiness. It's either righteousness or righteousness. That's it. That's it. Ain't no options. Well, you know what? Jesus understands. Yeah, he does. And he wants you to repent and come out of that situation and turn back to God. That's what he wants. Talking about Jesus wants me to be happy. No, he wants you to repent. And come to your senses and stop the madness. Thus saith the Lord. So, beloved. This portion of the podcast. We are now going to be looking at sins. That will send you and I straight to a burning hell. But let me make this commentary, okay? The price we pay for sin is death. That is why we must turn from our wickedness, turn from riotous living, turn from sexual immorality, turn from worldly lusts and passions, turn from rebellion against God, and turn to the only one that can save us, the Lord Jesus Christ whom we acknowledge this day that he is both Lord and Savior in our lives. He has all the say. Mm-hmm. So, now in Christ, we are free to be holy. So, we ain't looking to go back to the vomit, beloved. We have been set free to live clean, holy, and righteous lives. Oh, yes, indeed. Christ Jesus has set us free. If the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. Because make no mistake, beloved, Christ tells us clearly in John eight twelve. I am the light of the world. Mm -hmm. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Amen. So, beloved, the implication and expectation that if we are following Christ, then we will not walk in darkness. Beloved. We cannot be in violation of the scripture and expect for all to be well in our lives. Mm -mm. God in his perfect love. He will allow you to send yourself straight to hell because you would not stop sinning. And that's the bottom line to it all. We are going to have to want 
to not sin anymore. And it is only holy God that grants repentance. So that we don't even have the inclination and want to even want to live in sin. All we want to do now is please the Father. We we long to remain in right standing with Him. And that is what righteousness is all about. Holy To be holy simply means to be set apart from what? This world. And all the worldly activities that go on amongst those who are perishing because the God of this world, little g, God, has blinded the minds of those who are perishing. Those who reject Jesus live worldly. They ain't looking to repent. They mock Jesus. They think it's funny when we say you must be born again in order to inherit God's kingdom because flesh and blood cannot enter in. That means you cannot enter God's kingdom as a sinner upon death. No, you must be born you must be born again from the spirit above. Renewed Regenerated. So, when we meet the real Jesus Christ, sin no longer holds its fatal attraction because grace changes everything. Listen to what Paul asked Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Amen. Romans 6, 1 through 2. When we are born again, according to John 3, 3, the power of the Holy Spirit breaks. The power that sin once had over us. Study Romans 6, 6. One time, at one time. We lived only to please ourselves, but when we have been forgiven, our motivation changes. We now live to please God. Amen. Galatians 2.20 says, hold on. Matter of fact, I want to pull it up. Hold on. Yeah, I'm taking y'all over here with me in real time. Galatians 2.20, where we at? Mm Mm-hmm. It says, I, meaning that old flesh man, that old sinful sinner man, sinner woman, have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him, I have shared his crucifixion. Amen. It is no longer I, that old sinful nature who live, but Christ lives in me, the life. What life? This born again life. The life I I now live in the body. I live by faith. By adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself 
up for me. Amen. Beloved, that should turn the lights on for you. It did for me. Amen. So here we go. Okay. Sins that will lead us straight to a burning hell. Because some of y'all keep chuckling about, well, how do we know what sin is? See, that right there, that question alone tells me, forget about me, but tells Jesus you think he's playing because you know what sin is. Now, if you truly don't or didn't realize that what you were doing was sin but now that you have the word on it, you must immediately stop it. So 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, actually 12. Paul asked this very profound question over here. Verse 9, 1 Corinthians 6. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, see, nor effeminate by perversion, nor those who participate in homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, whose, whose words are used as weapons to abuse, insult, humiliate, intimidate or slander nor swindlers will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. Amen. Verse 11. And such were some of you before you believed, but you were, but you were washed. Glory be to God by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified. Hallelujah set apart for God and made holy. You were justified, praise the Lord, declared free of guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit of our God, the source of the believer's new life and change behavior. Amen. Beloved, the behavior must change. Otherwise, repentance has not have has not had its way in your life. How you lived before coming to Christ, sh you we shall not sh can't even get it out. Your behavior before coming to Christ shall not be the same now that you are in Christ. Nope. Revelation. I already gave you a Revelation 21 8, but let's read it again. But for the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and fornicators and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part shall be in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Amen. So we are looking at sins. If you didn't know, now you know. We are looking at those sins that will keep all of us 
out of the kingdom of God. So, Mark 7, 20-23, Jesus said, That which proceeded out of the man that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, evil thoughts proceed. Fornications, deaths, murders, adulteries, covetings, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, railing. Yes, beloved, railing is a sin, is a work of the flesh. What is railing, Cynthia? Well, when you and I pick up a cause and we hit the streets in protest, that's sin and worldliness. Yeah, but you don't understand. The government has done this. Police have done that. Okay, trust the Lord that he will succinctly and effectively deal with his enemies. He said, vengeance is mine. We ain't got no business picking up picket signs, storming any institutional building, demanding justice for whatever the cause is. Because in the world, there are many causes. Again, we must come out of worldliness. Scripture just told us we are peculiar, special, set-apart, chosen people. We are a special possession to the Lord. We ain't got no business acting like the world. Absolutely not. So railing, pride, foolishness. Jesus says all these evil things proceed from within and defile the man. Amen. Romans Romans 1, 18 to 32. Now listen, okay? Because God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Verse 19, they know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Amen. Verse 21. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Yes, see, beloved, it's man. It's the mind of the man, of the carnal, Christ-rejecting man, mind, that is confused. God ain't confused. Verse, 20, verse 22 of Romans 1. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools 
And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Verse 26. That is why. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women, okay, turn against the natural way to have sex and instead indulge in sex with each other and the men. We thought that was bad, beloved. Verse 27, and the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, beloved, please let those in your sphere of influence, let them know homosexuality is sin. So as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, well, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking. Yes, beloved, he, he done turned them over to be a reprobate. And let them do things that should never be done. Their lives, verse 29 of Romans 1, their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception. Mm -mm -mm. What else it says here? Malicious behavior and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. Verse 31, they, wait a minute, hold on, I gotta, hold on. Paper's all folded over here. Look, when it says verse 31, they refuse to understand. They break their promises. They are heartless and have no mercy. Verse 32, they know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die yet. Yet, they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. Amen. Beloved, see, that's why from day one, of this podcast. I keep telling you all. And I keep reminding myself. That God ain't playing. With that lake of fire. No. Listen. Romans 2. 
verses two to three, right? Just coming off the heels of what we just read down here in chapter two in verses two to three. And we know that God in justice will punish anyone who does such things, who does such things as these. Do you think, verse 3, that God will judge and condemn others for doing them and overlook you when you do them too? Question mark. Paul is asking you a question. You are the ones who are steeped in sin, claiming the name, but then you want to talk about all of these reprobates going straight to a burning hell. And so Paul is like, do you think that God will judge and condemn others for doing these things and, and overlook you when you do them too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, many, many who claim the name, who say they are born again, who say they love Jesus, but refuse to come out of those things that he deems and declares to be sin. Thinking right, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this scripture here in Romans 2. Thinking that the Lord will overlook our sins just because we are born again, but then we can rightly agree that sinners will go straight to hell. And so Paul is like, do you think that because God will judge them that he's not going to judge you, but, but overlook you when you two do them? Because that's the crux of today's message about worldliness and that we must think that we can stay being just as worldly and carnal as these sinners, but that God will overlook our little picadillos, picadillos, our little faults or great big sins. I don't know what you want to call it. He ain't, listen, he ain't overlooking it, beloved. Okay, he's not. He is going to judge the sinner and those who keep claiming the name. He's going to judge you too. We don't get a special pass because we are followers of Jesus. Because if we truly are followers of Jesus, then we will keep ourselves out of sin because of scriptures like this. Scripture is unanimous. The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. First Timothy one, nine through 10. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy and irreligious for those who kill their fathers or mothers for murderers. For the sexual immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else, okay? And for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine. Uh-huh. Ephesians 5. Yes, we are looking at those sins that will keep us out 
of the kingdom of God. So if you didn't know smoking weed is sin, now you know. If you didn't know staying in a marriage when you have already divorced your first covenant spouse and they are alive, if you didn't know that's adultery, and if you don't repent and come out of it, you're going straight to a burning hell as you await final judgment, now you know. Now you know. Now you have been warned. Okay. Where we got Ephesians 5, 3 to 7. But among you, beloved, right? Among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Amen. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure. Here we go with the colon. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolator, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not, do not be partners with them. Amen. Colossians 3, 5 through 9. Put to death. Therefore, whatever, and I'm going to say it like this, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. And look, there's a colon. Wherever we find a colon, there's going to be a list. So look at these lists of sins that will send us straight to a burning hell. And the Lord will not overlook none of this just because you claim his name. Okay. Where we at? Mm -hmm. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Wait a minute. Did Did I just read this? Hold on. No, okay. Lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Verse 7. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now, verse 8 of Colossians 3. See, beloved, this is all that I've been ever talking about on the podcast. How we live post-salvation. But now. Because that's how we used to live, right? But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. And then we have a colon. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie 
to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. Amen. See, beloved, why we must put off all worldliness and come out of it, come out of all of those practices. The Bible just told us to take off your old self. We must put on the new man who has been born again from the spirit of God. Put him on. James 4, 8. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Mm-hmm. Romans 6, 11 to 13. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign, beloved, in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. Amen. How many more I got? I got two more for you. Yes, I'm giving you all these scriptures since you keep claiming you don't know what sin is. Well, where we at? Uh-huh. Second Timothy three. Starting in verse two. And we're going to take it to verse 5. Listen, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with such people amen beloved I bet not find you on this list you bet you bet not be on none of these lists and check me too Make sure I'm not on any one of these lists either. I'm going to leave you all with Galatians 5. The works of the flesh. Starting in verse uh, 17. 17 to 21. For the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit. You are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. And there's a colon. Here we go with the list. Of sins that will keep all of us. Out of the kingdom of God. Sexual immorality. Which also translates to be fornication. 
impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft. Yes, smoking weed is witchcraft, is sorcery. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, hallowed be thy holy name. Thank you that we have your precious word on the matter. You have so clearly, clearly taught us what it, it, what it means to be holy and what it means to be carnal and of this world filled with sexual desires, idolatry, envy, orgies, selfish ambition, fits of rage, jealousy, treacherous, being conceited. So when we stand before Jesus on the day of judgment, we will not be without excuse about what we didn't know what sin was when we have your word. Technology has so advanced that we can download Bible applications on our phones. No longer do we have to keep so many books of references and the Holy Scriptures walking around with all of this physical material that we actually have it in digital form. And you have made that available. So again, we are not without excuse. Father, we repent. We turn from any and all wickedness that are in our lives and going forward by your grace and your spirit that we are granted another day to live changed lives. Living and walking and breathing in new behaviors that represent your kingdom it speaks of that we have turned from our sin and now live in clean and holy lives. Going about doing your business. Father, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for saving my wretched soul from certain damnation. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your children, the saints, stay ever close to Jesus, press into him as we see this age drawing to a close. And may we love you like Christ told us to do with our whole hearts, souls, minds, and strength, and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins. Teach us to be holy. Father, we ask for wisdom and discernment. 
Help us to exercise spiritual discernment so that we can be trained in in discerning what is evil and what is good. May we make the most of every opportunity, redeeming the time. For we see that these days are evil. Hallowed be thy holy name, Father. Thank you for saving us. We acknowledge you as the most high God, creator of the heavens and the earth and all therein. We give you glory today, Father. We ask we ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. May they may they manifest in our lives as he wills. Thank you forevermore. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved, repent and believe. Stop sinning. Come out of these adulterous remarriages. Stop smoking weed. Stop sleeping around. Stop drinking like a drunkard. Come up out of these homosexual lesbian affairs. Stop lying. Stop sinning. Stop murdering. Stop slandering. Stop being a gossip. Stop being a busybody. Be about the Father's business. Do good for your fellow man. Come out from amongst this world and be holy. Amen. Amen. Until next time. Lord willing, beloved, I shall be speaking to you all soon. I love you guys. Bye for now. for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.